You are now listening to Countdown to Kickoff, presented by DolphinsTalk.com. To get you ready for today's game, here's your host, Tom Ernesty. Welcome to Countdown to Kickoff. I am your host, Tom Ernesty, flying solo for this Week 7 matchup at home against the Atlanta Falcons. We got a lot to dive into. Uh, first, we got to thank our sponsors, Manscaped. Uh, be sure to go to manscaped.com, use promo code Dolphins Talk, save 20%, and get free shipping on your next order, as well as BetUS. For all your betting needs, go to betus.com, use promo code Dolphins Talk, and get a 125% sign on bonus. And if you use Dolphins Talk 200, you get a 200% sign-on bonus if you pay with your crypto. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. We're going to talk Atlanta Falcons and the Miami Dolphins. And, you know, this season is slipping away. The rumors rampant about the quarterback from the Houston Texans potentially on his way to South Florida uh, and Tua ending up somewhere else. It's neither here or there. Sunday, Tua Tungavailoa is the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, and where things go from there, who knows. And that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. But the distractions and the constant rumors and, and the and the finger-pointing and everything that's happening from the national media and with this team is just causing more and more issues on top of already a dreadful 1-5 start to the season. And this is a good week to try to get this thing turned around. Atlanta comes in at 2-3 and three off their bye week. Matt Ryan, obviously, is a quarterback that will forever be in Miami Dolphins lore as the Dolphins selected Jake Long over Matt Ryan in the 2008 NFL draft. So, uh, And Matt Ryan's gone on to have a quite a hell of a career uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting game at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, at one o'clock let's first get into the injury report as it is a very long list for our Miami Dolphins uh, this week as you know we went through the first three four weeks of the season without really having too much in regards of injuries but the list just keeps on growing and we start with uh, the guys that were on the list uh, during the week but have no game status uh, uh, designation. So uh, we got Jacoby Brissett with his hamstring. He will be the backup quarterback for Tua Tagovailoa. Malcolm Brown has a rib injury. He has no game designation. He is good to go. John Jenkins with both knees on the injury report. He has uh, he is good to go. Brandon Jones with an ankle injury. Tua Tagovailoa with ribs. Uh, guard tackle Austin Jackson. He was a full participant on Friday. He has no game uh, designation. Landon Roberts with a throat injury. He's good to go. And Adam Shaheen with his knee. Also good to go. Now let's go to the guys with game statuses. We start at the tippy top of the list with Xavier Howard with a shoulder and groin injury. He missed last week's game against the Jags. Uh, he was limited all week. He is questionable for the game. Byron Jones, same with the Achilles and groin injury. He is also questionable. He missed last week's game. Greg Mance is a name to watch for. He's got a groin injury. All these groin injuries. Unbelievable. Uh, he is questionable as well, being limited all week. 
Devontae Parker, shoulder and hamstring. He sat out last week. He was limited in practice, and per reports, he was moving around uh, pretty well in practice. Jalen Phillips, ankle injury, he's questionable. And Preston Williams with, guess what, a groin injury. He is also questionable. For the Atlanta Falcons, a very short list coming off a bye. Dante Fowler Jr. was put on injured reserve with a knee injury. He is out for this game. Avery Williams, cornerback, he was limited all week, and he's listed doubtful. And Jalen Hawkins, safety, is a full participant Thursday and Friday. He has no game designation, and he is good to go. So let's first talk about the Dolphins' long laundry list of injuries with the guys they have designations. I oh, I forgot to mention Noah Igmanogany popped up on the report on Friday with a knee injury, and he's now questionable. So the Dolphins running real thin here at corner. I, I want to say that we are going to see Xavier Howard and or Byron Jones back for this game, but we'll find out as we get closer to about the 11 o'clock time frame when we'll know more regarding those guys' statuses. And having Parker and maybe even Preston Williams back also is helpful. Again, uh, Will Fuller is out. This is the last week on injured reserve. He is due potentially to come back uh, next week for the game against the Bills in Buffalo. But this is the Falcons. They have a very prolific style of offense. Um, they can run the football. Cordero Patterson is kind of having a career renaissance here with the Falcons uh, as kind of like a scat back wide receiver. Uh, he's having a very good season. He's a guy that the Dolphins definitely have to keep their eyes on at all times as he can be dangerous in special teams as well as on offense. Kelvin Ridley is going to be back in action as well. He has no game designation practiced all week he is ready to go and you know arguably one of the best young wide receivers in the NFL right now so having our corners back will be key for the Miami Dolphins as well as you know having your uh, starting center and Greg Mance look Austin Ryder is here I'm I'm fine if he has to jump in uh, with Michael Dieter still out if Greg Mance can't go with a groin injury We'll see how it goes, but you know, it's going to be tough sledding for the Dolphins as they've struggled most of the year, but this can be righted this week against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so far, from an offensive perspective, uh, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, kind of a middle of pack team, averaging 345 yards per game, um, kind of mid pack, kind of like 15th or 16th, I believe, uh, in regards of passing attack. They are in the top 15, 254 yards per game. In regards of rushing for the Falcons, they're more of a bottom half team. They average 91 yards on the ground, which you know is far superior to the Dolphins at 71 and a half yards per game. Um, Tua back last week was a blessing in disguise. It was good to see him, uh, the way he played, the way he moved around in the pocket, the way he scrambled. He made some mistakes. He's getting back into games and into game rhythm. I thought overall he had a very solid game. And the Dolphins, 218 and a half yards per game in that passing attack, has to continue to get better. You know, two of throwing for 300 yards and a couple touchdowns, and hopefully a Dolphins win could silence some things. You know, Brian Flores on Friday stating, you know, two is our quarterback. I'm happy with our quarterbacks. That still doesn't mean anything in regards of the words of the head coach because if you are trying to swing a deal 
for Deshaun Watson, which again doesn't make any sense right now. Um, you're gonna want to continue to prop up your current quarterback and how much you really like him to have a team try to take him. Uh, but again, story for another day. Uh, Dolphins offense overall is 30th in the NFL. Uh, Chicago and the Jets are the only two teams worse than the Dolphins in regards of yards per game. So the Dolphins have some work to do uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, from a defensive perspective, that is where things can get a little bit better here for the Miami Dolphins as the Atlanta Falcons overall, not bad. You know, defensively, uh, again, mid-pack team, averaging 352.6 yards per game overall. Passing-wise, the Falcons' defense is um, not bad. Again, mid-pack, 244.4 yards per game. And the uh, they give up, you know, not like the Miami Dolphins run the football at all, uh, but they do give up 108.2 yards per game. Dolphins have to find a way to exploit this defense. You know, Dante Fowler being out, that's uh, one big guy that you don't have to account for. Grady Jarrett's still up front for that team, and uh, he is going to be a handful just as they had a handful against the Bucks. Going with Via Veda and Nadamik and Sue, the interior guys, particularly a guy like Austin Jackson, have to be on their A game, whatever that means for Austin Jackson in regards of an A game. Uh, regards of who has the advantage of each position, we're going to start right at the top. Quarterback-wise, we know it, it's Matt Ryan right now. The, the Falcons have the advantage here. It's not a knock on Tua. It's not a knock on the Dolphins overall. It's just Matt Ryan's a veteran. He's more he's more savvy. He's got more experience. And, uh, you know, weapon-wise, they're a little bit more um, trustworthy than the Dolphins as the Dolphins offense uh, the wide receivers and skill players have the most drops in the league. From a running back perspective, I'm going to go with the Falcons there again because of you know Mike Davis is just a steady hand. Cordell Patterson is uh, is an absolute monster right now uh, this season, and the Dolphins don't like to run the football. They don't. I don't understand why I've been clamoring for them to run the football every single week. With Dante here on the show, I say the Dolphins have to establish a ground game. They don't. They have to try to do it this week. The Falcons, I wouldn't say susceptible against a run, but if they give up 110 yards per game almost, you have to try to alleviate some of that pressure on your quarterback. And you can't have your quarterback throw almost 50 times in a game and expect to win. It just can't. Uh, Wide receiver-wise, once again, uh, Falcons have the advantage. Calvin Ridley is head and shoulders the best wide receiver on this football field. Uh, the Dolphins with Jalen Waddle. I like Jalen Waddle a lot. I think him and Tua are a great combo together. Um, as Waddle has two 10 reception games this season, uh, and he's one of the reception leaders in the league. But again, not utilizing him properly. Uh, you know, again, Cordell Patterson is in the mix. I think the Dolphins are a little bit deeper at the position, but that depends if Devontae Parker plays and Preston Williams plays. But lean Falcons, Calvin Ridley, head and shoulders, right now the best wide receiver on the field. When it comes to the tight end room, I'm going to stick with my pick every single week pretty much. 
and it's Mike Kosicki in the Dolphins' tight end room. Durham Smythe has been pretty good in the passing game. Adam Shaheen, yeah, whatever. He's a guy right now. Um, Kyle Pitts is going to be a very good NFL tight end, but right now Mike Kosicki is a top-five tight end in the game, and the Dolphins have a definitely advantage there. We saw that against the Jaguars. We saw them use Kosicki in the middle of the field, uh, quick slants, uh, you know, strong, you know, just a strong, fluid game in the middle of the field, hitting Gesicki. He makes plays. Dolphins move. When Gesicki moves, that is where uh, the Dolphins do have an advantage. Offensive line, I'm skipping. We know that the Falcons are a much better offensive line than the Miami Dolphins right now. Um, in regards to defense, defensive line-wise, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Them not having Dante Fowler Jr. is part of the reason why, but Christian Wilkins is having a very strong season. Emmanuel Agba, a very strong season, uh, and I'm liking that Raekwon Davis is back. The Dolphins are going to put some pressure here on this Atlanta Falcons offense. They are going to try to you know, obviously rattle Matt Ryan's cage a little bit. He's a pure pocket passer. We don't see him run a heck of a lot. They want to collapse that pocket. They want to get their hands up in the air, get some of those receiving lanes knocked down um, and make uh, Matt Ryan's life hell. And they, they've been doing a good job. You know, the Dolphins' defense overall has been has been strong, um, particularly on first down. Uh, they're eighth in the NFL per, uh, per uh, football outsiders, uh, 10th on rush first down, and fifth uh, overall on first down in regards of total defense. So they are very good on that early down, but they kind of fall apart towards the end here and the second down and third down when it comes to passing and rushing. Uh, Passing-wise, they're 31st in the league against the pass. So the offensive, uh, the defensive line has to get the job done. Uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the linebacking unit, Landon Roberts for me, he's been doing a good job this season. I think overall, um, I think the the Dolphins do have a slight advantage there. Uh, Jalen Phillips, kind of give me that reason uh, that the Dolphins have an advantage because he's been coming on strong each and every week. And when you look at the the Falcons linebacking group, it's you know Deion Jones is a very strong player. Uh, they have Foisaid Olakun and Jacob Tuioti Mariner. Mariner, I mean it sounds like Marinera, but uh, you know just again, I think Jalen Phillips right now is the best linebacker on the field for this game. I think he's going to try to get a ton of, obviously, a ton of pressure on Matt Ryan, and they want to move him around. They want to be able to get his hand in the ground. They want him to, you know, do some coverage plays. But his best spot is rushing the quarterback. I'm hoping to see a big game from uh, Jalen Phillips from a cornerback perspective. And again, it all depends if Xavier Howard and Byron Jones both play. If that's the case, this is an easy win for the Miami Dolphins in regards of position. Uh, but the Falcons are, have no slouches there. They have A.J. Terrell, who was the first-round pick in 2020. Um, they run out uh, Fabian Moreau, uh, Eric Harris at safety, and Deron Harmon, former Brian Flores' favorite. And then we did see this team in the preseason, and Dolphins' offense did perform fairly well. Granted, it was against the backups of the Falcons, but this is a game that you know the Dolphins 
may feel a little more comfortable with. They have a strong idea uh, what Matt Ryan likes to do, what he doesn't like to do. They got to get the tendencies down, and they got to be able to get after the quarterback. Like I said, this is a huge game for the Miami Dolphins. The key matchup for me. Sorry, this show's going fairly quick for you guys, uh, but when flying solo, we just got to get through it. Uh, when it comes to a key matchup in the game, for me, it is uh, on the offensive side of the ball. It is Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle against the corners of the uh, of the Atlanta Falcons. I want to say that we're going to see a lot of AJ Terrell or. Kendall Sheffield, and if it's Kendall Sheffield on Jalen Waddle, I want Jalen Waddle targeted 15 times. 15 times, if that's the case, if it's Kendall, Kendall Sheffield. But I think we're going to see some shadowing here from either AJ Terrell or Fabian Moreau. I think they're going to be trailing Jalen Waddle because Waddle, we know they like to do a lot of pre snap motion with Waddle coming across the face of the offensive line, uh, or the face of the quarterback, I'm sorry. You know, getting him involved any way, shape, or form, try to get him open down the field. But what I'd like to see in this game is Waddle doing those crossing routes. Tua hitting Waddle on those long crossing routes that we see him, uh, that we saw him hit uh, Mike Kosicki on a, on a few plays last Sunday. I think if you can get Jalen Waddle more of those opportunities between those 10 and 20 yard throws. He can make a guy miss. He can get in the open field. But right now, it's everything's kind of close to the line of scrimmage for Waddle. Uh, but again, I expect something big from Waddle in this game, especially if they have Kendall Sheffield shadowing him. Uh, but I think we're going to see more of the outside guys try to stay with him. But if Parker plays, that could change the game plan for the Falcons and really focus on putting whoever's in the slot against Jalen Waddle. But you know, the Dolphins have to try to take advantage of the opportunity and a mismatch, and that is a mismatch. And I think Mike Kosicki is also a mismatch for this Falcons defense. So it's up to the quarterback. It's up to the execution and trying to get this thing moving in the right direction. Let's get into prediction time. Bottom line, this is, you know, this is a big game for Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins. And, uh, you know, for me, I think this is a game that they actually will win. You know, I've been saying for weeks and weeks that the Dolphins will win a game. We, I, Dante and I both said they would beat the Jaguars. We failed. Jaguars beat us. So, uh, But I do think the Dolphins will pull out a win. I think this is going to be a big coming out party for Tua and the Dolphins offense. I th- even have a, I, I have a sneaky hunt, suspicion that we're going to see closer to 30 points this week from this offense, and I believe they will win 30-24. to 24. Um, I think there's going to be some bigger defensive plays that happen in this game, uh, especially if Xavier Howard and Byron Jones do play. I think they can get Matt Ryan for an interception. Uh, and I expect big things out of Tua and Jalen Waddell and Mike Kosicki. And I think they are a big enough matchup problem where the Dolphins can find a victory and go into Buffalo at 2-5 and five and try to keep the game close against the Bills. Uh, because next week against Buffalo, in Buffalo, on Halloween – is going to be tough, especially with that team off a bye and how easily they've handled the Dolphins over the last few seasons. So that will do it for Countdown to Kickoff. Be sure to check out Mike Oliva and potentially Dante Colinelli as I will not be available for the post-game wrap-up show. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Dolphins Talk Tom. Be sure to follow the main account at Dolphins Talk and be sure to go to 
DolphinsTalk.com every single day for all the latest Miami Dolphins news and information. I am out. Enjoy the game. Fins up. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast. Be sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for all of your latest Miami Dolphins news.